0: This is Jocko Podcast number 61, with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. So it's been a few episodes since we got into the Q&A. Sure. So today we're gonna go right into questions that come, they actually come from the interwebs, Sure. people out there. So everyone that gives questions, appreciate it. Thank you for the questions. I can't answer them all but talking to some people out there if you listen to the different questions you can figure out your own answers to a lot of them yeah you like learn the formulas and then you can apply but thanks for the questions appreciate it sometimes when you in my experience anyway
1: when I think Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Jocko this question, and then you either write it out, or you even when I remember the other day when I when I busted out questions, and when I say them out loud, it was like a few weeks ago, and I say it out loud. When I'm as I'm saying it to you, I'm like, oh, I know the Don't answer already because you yeah, think you know. Yeah, you realize, so you can kind of utilize that whole.
0: So you've formula. started to get the uh, formulas in your own head, yeah. And now as you're saying them, you say, oh, I know what the yeah, answer is. I know yeah,
1: Yes, exactly.
0: How do I? Get out of bed in the morning.
1: (laughs) Get out of bed. How do I be mentally tougher? Be mentally tougher.
0: (laughs) All right, rock and roll. First question,
1: go. Jocko. Hi, Jocko. Today I had what I believe you refer to as disciplinary breakdown. Mm -hmm. This morning I found out that I had to take additional credits in college that I believed were completed. So he thought they were complete. He had to take more, as it turns out. In a fit of rage i took my phone and threw it across the room in frustration i felt really good at the time but five seconds later i regretted because now broken phone and i lost control of my emotions so do you have any mental tricks or anything in general that you do when you're slightly irritated or outright furious p.s this used to happen a lot more i started jiu-jitsu and haven't rolled for three weeks maybe i'm reading too much into it but i felt great whenever i was rolling consistently Mm. maybe
0: anecdotal however <laughs> we do know that jiu-jitsu soothes the soul mm-hmm. uh, so well one of the things in me and, and you've talked about this too when I realized that losing your temper was a sign of weakness as soon as I re- as soon as I made that connection I, I said to myself this is weak I'm gonna try not to do it anymore and, and what's weird is when you're a kid I don't know if you remember this but when I was a kid and you'd see someone get angry and it it made you afraid Mm -hmm. and so for a while I saw it as like a power Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of a way to achieve power Mm -hmm. that you can lose your temper and then all of a sudden you have this extra strength and so when you're a little kid and when I say a little kid, I mean, when I was 13, 14 years old, I thought, hey, if I go, if I could get that rage going and people are scared like I used to feel, that's yeah. a positive thing. And then, like I said, as I got older, now, you, you know, now you're talking 16, 15, 16, 17, I realized, hey, this isn't, this isn't cool. This isn't strength. It's actually weakness. Mm-hmm. And when I realized it was weakness, and I didn't realize that overnight, mm-hmm. but I started getting the idea that that was weakness, and now, when you see someone that is in control, and even when bad things are happening, they're they're you know they're they're standing stoically, saying, "Okay, let me take another look at that, and I'll get it done." You know what I mean? When they're just yeah, yeah. okay. Then you realize, okay, this guy is really unflappable, which is yeah. a lot more impressive. Yeah. So, again, you you got to be able to detach from this and. You know, I like to take pride in the fact that I'm going to keep my cool no matter what happens. And definitely, once I was in the once you're in the SEAL teams, you definitely want to be that guy that's keeping your keeping your cool no matter what's happening, yeah. whether it's people are doing the wrong thing or you just want to be the guy that's hey, okay, come back over here, we need to redo this. You just want to be that guy yeah. that's way more impressive than the guy that says I can't believe this. Don't be that person. So, and I've talked about this before. What are the pre-event indicators that show you or reveal to you that your temper is about to be lost what are they is it you clench your fists right is it you raise your voice and you start doing doing that stuff do you start the heavy breathing do you, fl- this, you flare your nostrils right because that's an animal thing where you're gonna take in more oxygen so you open up the nostrils because you're about to get after it do you you know use your does your your head sh- you know shaking or whatever you know, just like these things what is it what indicators do you have when you know that you're starting to feel that? And as soon as you feel that, you you detach. You go, oh, that's what that is. That's an indicator, and it's a weakness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't like weakness, so I'm not going to allow it. And then, you know, take a breath. I like to say, you, you know what? Here's a good one. You want to you want to get through that that moment. Mm. Nod your head slowly in the affirmative. Right. So, so when someone's telling me something that's making me mad, Mm -hmm. I'll just slowly nod my head, (laughs) like "Like, I understand. This is the way things are. I accept this, Mm -hmm. and this is. I'm calculating what my next move is going (laughs) to be. Uh, And then you know you see whatever you know guys will count to ten. You know you tell your little kids that. Tell your little kids when they start losing their temper, you know, you need to count to ten. Count to ten. Count to a hundred, count to a thousand, whatever it is you gotta do, Mm. and get control. Because, like I said, if you're losing control, it's not strength, it's weakness.
1: Yeah. Is um I said this before where I read this book called Mind Game, small little book. Talked about anger
0: management. Like if people
1: have anger issues.
0: Yeah. You realized it was low or they said it was low self-esteem. They say,
1: yeah, anger issues stem from low self-esteem. And that was really embarrassing. You know, I didn't have anger issues, but I'm saying if someone ever told me like, oh, you have low self-esteem or something like that, that would be pretty embarrassing. I always thought. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I took that as an extreme, being so sensitive to the, the even the expression low self-esteem that I was like, oh, I can never get angry again. It says right there, everyone gets angry, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was always on my mind anytime I started to feel mad. I was like, okay, I feel mad right now, but I don't want to have low self esteem, so I better act <laughs> right, you know, kind of thing. And then after a while, it just became habitual. Um, but the, you know, I say like there's a difference between how you feel and how you behave. Like you, you have feelings, sure. you know, but then well, if negative. not. <laughs> Most people, <laughs> so you know you're mad. Yeah, you these mad feelings. So, what are you gonna go and straight up behave mad? You know, no. Then, yeah, and a lot of people do it, and a lot of people actually behave mad and justify it because that's my true feelings. But again, they're two different things, man.
0: Don't, don't act on your true feelings in front of everybody. <laughs> Most of the time, don't that's not that. Really that Good. No, not <laughs> yeah. good. Not yeah, good. Yeah, I
1: I dig it, though. Like, you know, because you know that feeling... Because if you act on your true
0: feelings, by the way, the reason I'm saying that is if you act on your true feelings all the time... You won't get the long term place where you want to be, bro. Yes. Your true feelings do not lead you to your true destination. Yeah, right. They oh don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so don't actually act your when true you're at oh. keep your true feelings focused on the true destination that you want to be at, and yeah. the true feelings that you have of the anger and frustration and want to yell at somebody and all that other stupid stuff. Yeah. You know what you end up with? A broken iPhone because you hucked it at the yeah. wall. That's what you end
1: up with, bro. How's this story time? I'll make it quick. Okay. So. Uh one of my Brace friends I used to, uh, used to work with long time ago. Um his name is Chris. So he's driving gets cut off or something, you know. <laughs> road rage situation. True feelings, right? True feelings. Oh that guy, I wanna beat him up. I wanna I wanna hurt him. Right. I'm road raging. Yells something or whatever. Maybe the other guy yelled at him first. I don't know how who started what, but they pull over, get into a fight. That's kinda in a way at the time that feels like the fantasy right there. I wish I could fight this guy. I hope I the store I'm going to, I hope he's right there so I can fight him. I don't know. Whatever. That's Mm -hmm. a fantasy that's your feelings. So anyway, Chris gets in a fight with this guy on the side of the road, grown adult, by the way. Fights the guy, tears his peck, tears it.
0: Chris tears his own pec. yes
1: in the fight I don't know if he won or lost whatever but he's coming he lost. to work I'm gonna go ahead and tell you <laughs> <Yeah. he>
0: lost <laughs> doesn't matter he yeah. torn pec is a six month injury yeah the surgery yeah
1: you know can you work with a torn pec well most of the time probably not yeah. you know and all because you know the guy cut you off or wasn't going fast enough or was going you know too fast whatever you know it's one of those things and that's
0: That's what your true feelings get you. Yeah,
1: especially in the moment, especially when it's anger.
0: Yeah, that's weird. We'll have to explore that at some point because I know it doesn't make sense. I'm not sitting here saying everyone suppress all your feelings. Yeah,
1: all your real feelings. Yeah.
0: But the stupid feelings that you have, suppress those. Let them them manifest themselves over time for a long-term result. That's going to be what you actually want from life. Usually the anger. Yeah, anger for sure is wonderful, but anger, jealousy, uh, ego—all those things. Yeah. Those are all things that, if you just act on them all the time, yeah. you're, you're not going to have good times yeah. in life. <laughs> I'm yeah. here to tell you.
1: And every single feeling when you're drunk.
0: Next question. Those those are not good. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't act on those either. Next Trick. question. I led a session based on the book Extreme Ownership to my team at work. I'm not the leader, but everyone, including our manager, was very supportive and enjoyed the session. The challenge from a team member was, is there such thing as taking too much ownership? Won't you start feeling guilty about not succeeding completely? This guilt would not be a good thing.
0: Thoughts on handling this? Well, there's definitely a thing. uh, You can definitely take too much ownership but that, not for that reason. And I've talked about this before. If you if you're taking too if, I, if you and I are on a team and I'm the leader mm-hmm. and we've got a mission and I take so much ownership that I say, okay, Echo, this is how we're going to do everything. You're going to listen to me. I own this, and I don't give you any ownership. Now it's not your plan, and so now you don't execute it the best way, and you don't buy into it, and all that stuff. So that Thank is you. how you take too much ownership. It takes away the. Uh, if you take too much ownership as a leader, you take away ownership from your subordinates, and so you've taken. And again, it's that's overt. Ownership if I take overt ownership now if I give you the mission and you go out and execute it and you mess it up And I say okay echo. I didn't give you enough guidance I didn't give you the support I didn't give you the training. I'm mm-hmm. gonna own the mistakes. I'm gonna own the failure Mm-mm. Overtly but covertly if I'm giving you the mission. I'm gonna say hey you take it and run with it So gotcha. that's where you need to be careful that but guilt for failing is not a valid cause not to take ownership right <laughs> guess what when you fail something yeah you're, you're gonna feel guilty but it's a different kind of you it's more of a disappointment because things didn't go your way and I'll tell you when you feel guilty when you feel guilty to me is if I know I haven't done my best oh, I know yeah. I cut corners I know I didn't invest the time I know I you know didn't give it everything I could as a leader. Yeah. That's when I feel guilty. If I give it everything and I've done everything I can and I look back and of course, hindsight, there's going to be things that you didn't predict, yeah. right? Hindsight's 2020. 20, we all know that. There's going to be things where you look back and you say, I wish I would have made a different decision. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to say, okay, so what are you going to do in the future? Be indecisive now? Are right. you not going to make decisions? Even at that moment when I made the decision, which, which was wrong now that we can see hindsight, well, what were you going to do? You're gonna wait and sit around and do nothing and now we get attacked we get maneuvered on we get the competitor moves or the enemy moves on us so you might feel disappointed that you made the wrong decision you might feel that type of guilt, but Well, well the real guilt for me is if I I didn't give everything I could to the situation. So That's what causes guilt to me now the failure an actual failure, it shouldn't cause that level of guilt. It should cause you to dig deep and figure out what happened and wanna re-attack it. That's what it should do. It should cause you to want to figure out where you failed, where your team failed, and what you can do to ensure that never happens again. If you wanna call that guilt, you can call it guilt, but that is not a reason not to take ownership. You know, I might call it disappointment. I'll tell you what I'll call it. I'll call it motivation. You know, and and you know, I don't throw that word around easily, but if I fail at something, I'm going to be motivated to make sure I I get it back back in line and get that thing squared away. So. Take ownership if you know, take ownership, get things done right. And if you fail. Don't feel guilty. Don't get guilty. Get aggressive. Find the problems and get them solved. That's it. Reattack.
1: Yeah, man makes sense yeah so the guilt is what kind of like dang it's all my fault like no, you know taking ownership yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. but it's like dang it's all my fault this failure look at everyone's i don't know a guy lost his commission or i don't right, know right right like, dang that kind of guilt dang
0: yeah it's, and it, you know i i say this with businesses they're de- you know like you just said you make someone lose their commission because you couldn't get the deal done fast enough you couldn't give the guy the support that they needed now they lose commission you can sure you can feel guilty about that Is that a reason not to take ownership of it? Absolutely not. It's a reason to take more ownership of it. And be like, okay, buddy, Echo, I know you lost commission on that. Here's what I think I I let you down. Here's what we need to communicate better. Here's what I need to prepare and be ready to support you next time so this doesn't happen again. Are you with me, right? As opposed to saying not taking ownership and saying, well, you know, Echo, that was kind of, you know, those deals don't always work out. (laughs) Maybe you should prepare better. Does that make me feel good as a leader? No. Yeah. It makes me feel like an a, a
1: idiot. You know, it's kind of like the swamps of sadness. So the swamps this, of the, sadness. The swamps of sadness is Fill like me in. when you get.
0: Don't want to visit. It's them. from, it it's from
1: like. the never ending story. When it's basically you go through these swamps <laughs> and it's super hard. No, but it makes sense. It's a metaphor for life.
0: Okay. These so swamps. this is a movie? It's a movie. It's a classic. classic. Never ending story.
1: Yeah, the never ending story. Anyway, the swamps of sadness, they're hard to walk through them. It's like, it's hard. It's a swamp. Quicksand everywhere. Mm -hmm. Quick swamp, whatever. You know, they're not actually sand. But so you sink. And the more you sink, the sadder you get. The sadder you get, the more you sink. So you got to like, you know how you say, oh, like if someone's feeling guilty in this case, or if you get sad, a lot of times you get sad and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. such a
0: sad loser, It's the downward you know, spiral. The
1: downward spiral. Yes. Exactly. So you got to fight the, you got to fight the swamps of sadness and get aggressive and work. It's, it's not easy. Totally, totally right. not easy. That's what, why it's a swamp How of do they cover
0: the fact that if you're in the swamp and you're sinking, if you panic, you'll also sink more? Oh, yeah. Because you're getting aggressive because yeah. getting aggressive might just be like thrashing around. Now you're right. running out of breath as you're sinking. Yeah, do they, they cover that? No, they,
1: they don't cover that. Miss that
0: on the metaphor, <laughs> did they? Now, <laughs> no. You need to well, re- rethink the no, swamp. The, of sadness.
1: The <laughs> No, no. Well, I don't think that that was because that part happens of the for point. real
0: in the water. You know, when you're in the water oh, and yeah, something yeah. starts Driving. going wrong, yeah. If you get panicky, your breath is going faster, your oxygen's oh, yeah. going quicker. You're gonna die. Yeah. You have to relax. You have to learn to relax. You got to relax. Yeah. And just. Switch into problem-solving mode.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, 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 man.
0: Don't don't let this. But it is true that you. you can go in the downward spiral, yeah. and you know we see that in people's lives, right? People's lives. They 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 mess. They lose their job, and instead of going cool opportunity, and somebody just hit me up on social media the other day. It's like lost my job. Good, I got an <laughs> opportunity to go out find another job. I'm gonna step up. Like that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, and. As opposed to, lost my job, oh no, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And now you start going down the downward spiral because now you can't pay your rent. Next thing you know, you're losing your, your apartment. Yeah. And now you, now you can't pay your car payment either and now you're losing your car. Yep. So what do we do? How does that help? Doesn't that help. Don't help. Don't panic. Get aggressive. It. Figure out what you're gonna do next. Take advantage of the situation.
1: Yeah. Dang. That's good. Next question.
0: Next question.
1: Can you talk about the experience of rolling with Hickson? Oh, Jiu-jitsu's How Christ. impressed were you?
0: Uh, I answered this on Twitter. Someone said, "How impressed were you?" I responded, all caps, "Impressed." <laughs> yeah. So, jujitsu. I I was. This is back in. This is well. It's back in the day. <laughs> so it's back in the day, and I was at Team One at the time, and and. So I think we're talking 95, 96, maybe. Dang. Maybe even, yeah, 95, 96, maybe 97. I think it was 97. And I was, yeah, it was 97 because I was working in the training department and I was into jujitsu, but I was I was a blue belch. And I wanted to go and train with Hickson, right? Because if you don't know anything about Hickson, for those people that aren't jujitsu players, Hickson is the... He, he's considered to be the best ever yeah. at jujitsu, mm-hmm. and abo- be above and beyond just being the best ever hicks and Gracie being considered the best ever at the sport he has a high level of mystique about him mm-hmm. and you know there's a bunch of reasons for that mystique and there's a great story and you know where I don't. You know the story when the the guy from Japan challenged him. Yes. Yeah. So guy from Japan, he beat one guy in Japan, and his teammate said, "I will fight you at any time." The guy came to Hickson's Academy and challenged him to a fight, and Hickson wasn't there at the time. They called Hickson and said, "Hey, this guy from Japan's here to challenge your honor." Hickson's like, "Oh, I'll be there in fifteen minutes." <laughs> <laughs> so Hickson came down. They wanted to record it, and he said, "No, you can't." You, he goes, "I will record it." I will own the video and and we will fight now and hickson annihilated him and that's one of the mystique stories and actually the guy came back a little while later and brought him a shogun helmet and a samurai sword or something like that i think
1: there's some drama before that though i think the guy went back and was like yeah him and like a bunch of people beat me up or a bunch of people beat me up and they, they reported it and then somehow i forget the details but somehow he was persuaded to just tell the truth. Yeah. And well, they then, had a video of it. Hickson. Yes. Hickson or,
0: actually had of it, And that video exists. Yeah. And so the guy told the truth. And then uh, it, was, it was cool. And the other thing that's crazy. Well, the other thing that adds to the mystique of Hickson is that everybody that rolls with him, every w- multiple time, you know, five times, six times, seven times, world champion jujitsu person rolls with him and they say, I was helpless. Like, like guys that are winning dominating the world championships or saying uh, you know he I was helpless and he's above and beyond anybody else that I've ever rolled with so and, and you know Hickson's now probably 50 something and he, he's not like rolling with the the competitive black belts anymore uh, but this is you know five years no maybe ten years ago he was he was doing that and he wouldn't compete but the guys would come to train with him and he'd mm. destroy him And there's some great stories online that a bunch of really good black belts have said, I mean, really good black belts have said, you know, I was rolling with Hickson and he just annihilated me. So this is for me, you know, I was a blue belt, but I was a pretty good blue belt, you know, back in the day for back in the day. And this is the beautiful thing. You know, I was at, I was at SEAL team one. And so there's something in the military, you can get no cost orders, meaning, Hey, you don't have to take leave, but we'll give you orders to go somewhere and we're not going to pay for it. Cause you know we don't we're not going to waste government money or spend government money on what you want to do, but we'll let you go do it. Mm. So I got no cost orders. Basically, SEAL Team One said, "Hey, you can go up and train," and so I did that. This is at the old Pico Street Academy, Berkeley, <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. the Pico Street Academy was kind of a um, a um, it was like a dance studio or something where they would lay down mats mm-hmm. and. I went up there, I think I think I ended up staying up there for nine days. I stayed at some crappy hotel around the corner. And when I got there, like Hickson wasn't teaching. So I go there and I you know, hey, I want to train and the guy that was there, Lemont, who's uh, you know who that Le is, right? No, yeah. Yeah. Louis was Herez Herez. What's his last name? Oh, uh, I don't know, I just know him yeah. it's It's Le Lemont. <laughs> right. So Lemond awesome jujitsu guy, awesome black belt, you know, Hickson Gracie Black Belt. And so he's teaching, and he's, you know, and I was coming from Fabio Santos, who's a, another Hickson black belt, mm-hmm. and, you know, my my original instructor in jiu jitsu, where, you know, he made all kinds of incredible jiu jitsu guys Fabio did. You know, you got just all kinds Greg Train, Dean, mm-hmm. Higgs, James, Craig Cole. I mean, all kinds of really good high level guys coming out of Fabio. And then there's a whole there's like another generation of black belts that came out of Fabio too, who are all awesome guy. Tino and just a bunch of really good guy, Eric. Um, anyways, Lemont was another Hickson black belt, and he was sort of the instructor at the school. So we I get up there and I'm taking the classes, and he teaches two classes a day or maybe three classes a day. So I'm just taking three classes a day while he's teaching, you know, one's in the day, and then he has one in the afternoon, he has one at night, and I'm taking all the classes and I'm learning, you know, his style. And at this time, honestly. The styles weren't if you go to a different school now you can there's a little bit more variance in styles between schools at this time Man, it was all closer to the source, right? right? So all the styles were so it was closer To now now we're actually getting beyond that because now with YouTube and everything and everyone competing so much all the time Mm -hmm. There's a much quicker transfer of energy But five years ago eight years ago when you went to a different school. There was a much different style but at this time 20 years ago there was there was, you know, the, the, it all came from the same source, Nixon. Yeah. So it was much more similar. Mm-hmm. So we're, I'm going to these classes two, three times a day, and there there's ten, fifteen people, you know, and they're good. You know, we're all probably about the same. You know, he there might have been a purple belt or two, and Lamont was awesome, super cool guy, real casual guy. And so that's what the classes were like—super casual. We'd lay out the mats on the wooden floor in the dance studio, and then we'd we'd train and shoot the breeze, kind of like a jiu-jitsu class, just laid back, little stretch, maybe learn a move or two, had some rolls, a little bit more relaxed. Fabio, Fabio Santos runs—he's more old school and more regimented. You know, mm-hmm. Fabio, you're, you're like gonna get in there, you're gonna do your warm up, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna learn some moves, and then you're gonna train. Um, Lemo was a little bit more laid back, cool, chill, teaching really good stuff. So that's Monday, and then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then, and then Le Mans, I was, you know, in the afternoon on, or in the evening on Wednesday, or I think it was. I forget what day. it was like Wednesday or Thursday? I think it was Wednesday. He's like, "Hey, Hickson's gonna teach tomorrow night," and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Right. So, so I come in Thursday night. I I is I'm pulling up in my 1990s whatever like Dodge Caravan. <laughs> Up and minivan man and um, so there's like cars, more cars. I was like, mm. so, <laughs> so now I walk in and it's it's there's people everywhere, right? It's crowded. It's it's crowded. It went from like ten or twelve people in a class. Now we th- there's like a hundred people. There. <laughs> I'm serious. We had to lay out like all these different mats, and everyone is quiet. No one's talking. It, it was, I was doing dang. <laughs> so, Hickson's there, and he's you know like in a corner, you know, just cool, chill, and he looks at Limon, and he you know gives him like a head nod. And Limon's like, okay, we're warming up, and I was like, okay. So everyone gets in the line. They start doing the the old school jujitsu. We're yeah. running in a circle. Yeah. Silence, like no one's saying anything. It's just yeah. silence, and so you could feel the presence of hickson there's a hundred people now and there's 10 times as many people and everyone's quiet everyone's serious and then you know he we get done with like a 20-minute warm-up of stretching and exercise (laughs) just getting after it (laughs) and then he gets done he gets us all in a circle and the circle's huge Mm -hmm. and then you know hickson like walks out into the middle of the mat and then he sits in the center and you can hear a pin drop. It was that it was that it was that awesome <laughs> And and then he taught class he taught class and I took notes Um, and maybe at some point we can go through all those notes that I took but there's one of the most important lessons that I learned about jujitsu as a whole I learned that during that time And I I actually the way Hickson told it I've translated into my own way of saying it but believe me it's close like uh, what it was what it is is this okay and you've probably heard me I, I teach this to this day is if if you're playing basketball or you're playing soccer I think soccer is what Hickson used as the example if we're playing soccer and I, I wanna, or if we're playing football, because you played football, if I faint to the left, right, mm-hmm. you as a defender, you have to react to me. You, you, if you don't move to the left, I'm just gonna go left and you're gonna be lost. Mm-hmm. So, so when I fake to the left and now you move, I can quickly adjust back because I'm one step ahead of you. It was a fake, it wasn't a full commitment, so I can get by you. Mm-hmm. because, because when, you put your, when you move your weight, your weight is a real thing and you have to place it into the ground. And when you put your weight into the ground, it takes a quarter of a second to pull that weight back off the ground and pu- put it in the other direction. So the difference in jujitsu, the guy on the bottom, when you fake me, I don't have to put my weight anywhere. My, 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 my weight does not have to follow you. If you're on the because with a guy on the bottom in jiu-jitsu his he doesn't if you if you shuck and jive my weight I don't have to plant my weight that's right. where it's really hard to like faint one way and then run the other way that's it doesn't it. really work can you, can you do it yeah but it doesn't work consistently right. in jiu and so that was this huge lesson to me that I've always remembered and what and the other part of it is was the hip movement and And how to move your hips on the bottom and if you don't move your hips on the bottom you're You're Going to get your guard passed and if you don't control the hips when you're passing Then you won't be able to pass the guard So I have a real I had a real focus for a long time of how to keep my hips mobile on the ground so that people couldn't pass My guard and it's something that I still Concentrate on and when you're passing the guard if you and and you, again, this is another thing you might hear me tell people like, oh, you got control of my legs, cool. You didn't control my hips, and mm-hmm. you can control my legs. You can put pin them on the ground. I can still move my hips. Eventually, it'll be a little bit more tricky, mm-hmm. but I can do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So those were those two points that I learned from Hickson. I I really focused on them for a long period of time, and so that was awesome. And then of course. I rolled with Hickson because I was friends with Fabio and Fabio told him I was gonna be there and so he, you know, he was a a great guy and you know, rolled with me. And like I said, I was a blue belt and I was a good blue belt, right? Meaning when I I rolled with when I rolled with brown belts and black belts, which there weren't a lot of at the time, Mm. I did really good. You know, Mm. I mean we were all competitive at at Fabio's school at that time. You know, us guys that were really hardcore, because Dean at this time was, he might have been a blue belt or a purple belt, but we were the guys. Higgs was a purple belt oh, okay. at the time. So yeah, I mean, so we were the guys. And, you know, when guys would come from Brazil off the competition circuit to come and train at Fabio's when they'd stop by, you know, those guys would have a brown belts, black belts are going against Dean Lister and Higgs. I mean, it, it, those guys were not getting, it was, you know, Dean and Higgs, were awesome, Dean was phenomenal, Higgs was phenomenal, and I was in the mix with those guys, you Mm -hmm. know? So we were good, is what I'm saying. So what did it feel like to roll with Hickson? I thought about this, and I thought about a way to describe it, and this is the way I am going to describe it, it's gonna be hard to imagine, but try and imagine it. Okay, have you ever felt very quick, a large amount of very quickly rolling water, or flowing water, Yes. so a river, a giant hose, a pipe with water like coming out of it. And when you stick your hand, like you can't barely resist it, that much water. So imagine that feeling of force, but it's not going fast, it's going slow. It just, it don't, you can't stop it and wherever you, but just like water. So it's like that much force, but just like water, wherever you go to stop it, it just goes around it. Yeah, and it yeah. was that's that was what what it was like, and um, really really just phenomenal jujitsu. And I mean, even at that time, and remembering back to it, it was another level of jujitsu for sure. That was was awesome. Now, so yeah, that's that's rolling with Hickson. I still actually I got some mutual friends with Hickson, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I see him occasionally, and. You know the 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 cool thing about Hickson is he's got a, a personality that I would love to tell you that he's you know like a stereotypical peaceful warrior master that seems content with where he's ended up in life and with his experiences in life but with Hickson, I get the feeling that he's a guy that fighting is is in his blood. Right? And even though he's a mellow guy and he has nothing to prove to anybody, I think and it, it kind of feels like the way I feel, he likes the taste of blood. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even yeah. though even though I, I'm kind of the same way like I feel like, you know, I'm pretty mellow. I mean, I don't I, I, I Don't have anything. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I guess maybe I am in some ways, but I'm pretty mellow But I, I still I like the taste of blood and I love that feeling of Combat <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of what you sense from, that's what I sense from Hickson yeah. and so yeah awesome and Maybe we'll have him on here sometime
1: yeah
0: Hicks yeah, and he, Grace. he does have that
1: mystique though that's it is crazy how how that is
0: you know and it's because it's real
1: yeah
0: it's because it's real you can go and uh, like I said Google Hicks and Gracie stories or Hicks and Gracie black belt stories there's stories where he would line up ten black belts mm-hmm. and say I'm gonna submit you all with an a arm lock on your right arm and he would do it yeah and he would do it and that's and so yeah you that builds you some mystique yeah. for sure
1: yeah, you know, yes. I, one time I went, I was going to film with him, just like a quick video clip. Mm-hmm. It's me and Halleck. So we went to Crone's Academy, Crone Gracie's Academy. And so I get there and he's there already, <laughs> you know. And he would so guys were leaving. They were done training, guys were leaving. And Halleck's like, hey, I'm going to be like 45 minutes to an hour late. So it's just me and Hicks in there in the whole like everyone's gone. So he's like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, i film. With him? No, I was there to film, man. Oh.
0: I would have been, hey, you got your gi.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had his gi, he had his <laughs> pants on. I was scared. I submitted to the Mystique. But no, we're, uh, you know, we were waiting for Halleck. He's like, oh, yeah, Halleck's going to be in, you know, later, whatever. He was like, yeah, yeah, I you know. He, he told me or whatever. So he's like, he's kind of just there looking at me. So we, we just sit down. I got to talk to Hicks and Gracie for like 50 minutes. Yeah. Just about st- whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah and he's kind of looking at me like as if to say like so what up you know who are you and what are we doing and you know like all cool but he was still hicks and gracie so my mind kept while we were talking my mind kept going into like jumping outside of my brain and thinking like look what you're doing right now you're sitting with hicks and you know how like after we roll and we don't have anywhere to be we'll be just talking about stuff just sitting there most people that's how and i was doing that with hicks and gracie just me and him (laughs) Bro, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. as, you know, as a as someone who knew, I know who that is from the beginning, even before I even started jujitsu. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. So yeah, man, I was like how I. You know what else him. is
0: funny too is ba- that night, back in the day, he brought he yeah, brought yeah. his sons with him. So yeah. so Hoxson was there, Hoxson. and Kron was there. Kron was a little, yeah, a little tiny kid. kid, man, tiny kid. And Fabio told him that I was in the SEAL teams and stuff, and that's you know, so he he, to- he had a little conversation. That's another funny thing. He said, uh, so when we got done rolling and we were talking, like yours is saying. And he says to me, <laughs> He goes, you know, I said, Hey, you know, thanks for rolling, whatever. He goes, Yeah. He said, uh, you're 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 very comfortable in bad positions. <laughs> I was Hey, right off. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. It's I do this too sometimes when people used to ask me, Hey, what was it like rolling with Hicks? And I'd say, Okay, let me get in your guard and then i'd get in their guard and they'd say okay now and then i'd say okay now just relax and let me pass and then i would just pass their guard and mount and i say that's what it feels like <laughs> I'm <gonna> some- <laughs> yeah. yeah very comfortable
1: in bed that's kind of like after you like box a guy and you say hey you can take punches really <laughs> <good," you laughs> basically know? Like, basically your, your face is tough
0: and that's another thing i mean i kind of held on to that like i always like to yeah. be comfortable in bad positions yeah. and dean it's really good because when you know I train with Dean all the time, and so, uh, you know, there's no one that that I roll with on a regular basis. and I roll with some really good guys, but when Dean is mounted on you, or when Dean is on side control on you, it is insufferable. It's a bad position. It's a bad position, yep. and especially because, like, I'll roll with I roll with other really high level guys that aren't from our. Are, school and when i roll with them if they get a position like that they don't know exactly my every little escape dean right. knows he exactly does. he knows he knows all 14 of yeah. my escapes he knows them all so you're more trapped almost. i'm more trapped and it's yeah. the same with him when i get to a position i know what he's gonna do yeah, like i yeah. know and so he, he and i joke about it you know he, but neither one of us want the other person to be especially no. a cross side you yeah. know and we don't want that yeah
1: Bad position. So actually it's an I guess it's an accident acid in boxing too if you can take punches. Well, for sure the face. it is. Being but being comfortable in bad positions in jujitsu is is kinda like back when you were talking about the uh when you're in water and things are going bad. Yeah. Don't panic. Don't panic. So if you're comfortable in bad positions, you that's like you have the ability to yeah, to not panic. Yeah. And that helps so much because when you panic you gas you're, you're and you, pr- you make stupid mistakes. Oh yeah. In jujitsu you make yeah. stupid
0: mistakes. So, yeah, man, I'm just, just gonna push this leg out of here. Oh, now he's grabbing my arm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He wanted you to do that It's so. <laughs> good compliment right, Next question in podcast 54 the Armed Forces officer
0: remember that book the Armed Forces officer. Yeah Yeah, one of my favorites. 1950 edition.
1: Yeah, can you expound on the difference between these two these two seemingly? contradictory quotes from the manual a firm hold at the beginning pays tenfold dividend of the timid approach followed by a show of firmness later on, from General Malone's story of uh,
0: World War One, compared with and General Malone's. If you remember the story, was there was a messed up unit, and he went in there and was like, "All right, get squared away, get these boards in place, get out of the mud." What you need to get your uniforms together, just tighten them up, out of right.
1: the gate, like firmness, right, firmness, right, right away. out of the gate, yeah, and then compared to. Um, Okay, here's a quote. It's a mistake for an officer on taking a new post to order sweeping changes affecting the other man in the belief that this will give him a reputation for action and firmness. The studying of situations is the overture of the steadying of it. And that's from General LeMay. And General
0: LeMay, if you remember that one, he said, hey, none of you guys would be in these positions unless you were doing things right. So I assume that you're doing a good job and we're gonna continue what you're doing. That's what he said when he took over. Mm-hmm. So what's going on here is you got two completely different situations. And the two situations mm-hmm. are, one is a guy taking over for a situation, a known bad situation, the troops are lacking discipline, they're not executing the mission. And if you remember from that story, they weren't even doing basic military bearing. They didn't; they weren't saluting the officers, they just had mm-hmm. thrown everything out the window. That's a situation where you gotta come and you gotta get firm out of the gate. Mm-hmm. That's what you gotta do. Now they gotta know that they gotta know that things are gonna change. They gotta know it's real. They gotta know there's a new plan and they gotta know what that new plan is. And then they gotta know that there's new standards and they gotta know what the new standards are. Boom. And it's the same thing. You know, Hackworth, he did that. He came in with some, you know, if you remember when he took over the the hardcore battalion, what became the hardcore battalion. The first thing he did was like all those radios and guitars and all this crap that you have sitting around bass, put it all in the middle of the bass tomorrow and we're getting rid of it all. Mm-hmm. That was a big change. Mm-hmm. Now Hackworth, then he then he started implementing two changes a day, if you remember. Hey, mm. gotta get everyone, carry your weapon at all times. That's the next change. Okay, mm. get your helmet. Up. Okay, now we gotta get helmet covers. on. He just made one one or two small changes a day after he made some big sweeping changes out of the gate because it was a jacked up battalion. Mm. And now, now the difference is, if you're going into a situation where everything's going fine or okay or at a bare minimum, it's like normal, mm. well, then you don't need to step in there and show that you're the man by making these sweeping changes. You don't need to do that. Mm. It comes across It comes across like the people that you just took charge of have no idea what they're doing. And you don't, you don't respect what they, did, what they what, their methodology. You don't respect their, their performance because you're coming in and saying, oh, Echo, by the way, the way you report, record the podcast, you need to get rid of those microphones. You need to edit it tighter. Your bass is too, you know, what would you be thinking if I came in and said that?
1: Well, you know,
0: me a little bit different, <laughs> but you know, I understand your point. <laughs> point being if somebody comes in and starts criticizing you
1: right when you're doing okay when you mean, you're doing a yeah. good
0: job you you're doing a good job yeah me I think you're doing a good job thanks there's some the people man. that get on you about that base occasionally okay, man.
1: that's you that's really on you you know your Take base, your base bo- yeah you know extreme so, disownership
0: on my part so that's the thing if th- that's the decision you got to make and guess what it's not black and white you don't go into some units. It's not like you're gonna get a choice between a unit that's doing horrible and a unit that's doing great. You're gonna get everything in between. And therefore you have to modulate your leadership to reflect. If it's a if it's a group that might have a tendency of being a little bit jacked up and they're getting close, guess what? Gotta gotta be maybe not sweeping changes, but you might need to make a little statement. Right. If it's a group that's performing awesome, fantastic, top top team, top whatever. You might need to come and say, "Hey guys, I see that you're doing great. I'm here to just keep you guys doing what you're doing. Let me know what you need to support." Boom. And it could be anywhere in between that that spectrum. Mm-hmm. That's why leadership is right. challenging. Because you got to be able, you got to have nuance. You got to be able to modulate.
1: Yeah.
0: You got to figure out yeah. where that is, yeah. and you got to test it out too. Once you mm-hmm. give that sweeping order, you got to see what kind of reaction you got. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see the people just instantly rebel. Okay, then let's talk this. Let's get some feedback. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Clearly, we have a disrespect scenario going on. We need to get the bottom of this. Let me get some key leaders in here. Let me talk to them and get some feedback, Mm -hmm. which you should do that before you make any sweeping changes anyway. You got to at least talk to the key leadership. Mm -hmm. Get them in the game. Get them on board. Yeah, That's why leadership is awesome. That's why why this stuff is so fun because it's challenging. It's different every single time.
1: Yeah, it feels like... um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier where if you start to understand the formula, all the different details that come out, you can kind of apply the formula in one way and even then still dynamic, but but you can yes. you can just get a better yes. grasp. It's of it, just it like
0: jujitsu. Cons- if you understand the concept yeah, that you have to be able to move your hips, there's a bunch of different ways you can get your hips mo- moving. Right. If you understand the concept that you need to immobilize the hips to pass the guard, if you understand that concept, there's all kinds of different ways you can do it. If you yeah. understand the concept of totally jacked up team is going to need a sweeping change to get their attention and get them to understand that things are going to change and what they were doing was unacceptable, if you understand that concept that that's what it's going to take, you can apply it all the way through those gradations, all the way down to, hey, this team is doing great and I don't need to change much, I just need to give them the support that they need. Yeah. Conceptual instruction, very important. Solid.
1: Next question. Jocko. I recently listened to the strategic con podcast while on my way to coach lacrosse. And I was impressed how many of the points made between both Maurice and your experience as an operator translated into the field. Another point of the cast that stuck out. And now I reflect on as learning experience and coachable moment for myself was the saying of good work. When we recently battled through uh, uh, the first half of the game lacrosse game it was a grudge match. And actually, and in
0: this one, he's talking. I edited a little bit out of this because he had a really long email. Mm-hmm. And we believe in brevity around here. True. So he's actually now talking about a soccer match, a okay. grudge match that they're playing.
1: Okay. Go. So boom, they had a hard first half. It was a grudge match. Uh, very evenly played until until the half when I told the boys they were doing good work out there. And that we were matching their intensity and putting pressure on them. Then the first 30 seconds of the second half, we were scored on. <laughs> due to lack of intensity and follow through. I suspect it may have been from my good job, quote unquote, good work, keep it up talk we had in the, in the at the halftime. My question to you is, how does one reinforce the fact they were hitting hard out there, give them some words of encouragement and send them back out without taking a hit in intensity? As a coach of freshman high school boys who are basically wild dogs <laughs> and need direction plus support, What could I have done different to keep the intensity up in the second half and and even after getting scored on?
0: So this is is pretty simple and I've actually talked about this before. Um, I've talked about it with regards to MMA and Mm -hmm. I've talked about it with regards to my SEAL platoon, my SEAL task unit, and that is that you have to be very careful with praise oh yeah, yeah because in the example that i give in the corner of mma fights is if you tell a guy hey good job you know you you won that last round keep just keep doing what you're doing he's gonna back off yeah he's gonna back off and guess what the other corner's telling him you lost that round you need to step it up you need to get aggressive and that's what they're gonna do mm. they're gonna get out there because i'll tell you most people in an mma fight mma fight is a it's like wrestling. It's a very intense cardio activity. You're good. Everybody's going to be tired. Be t- just about everybody, obviously. So when you get two guys, well, let me let me rephrase that. When you get two guys that are evenly matched and are going at it hard, they're both going to be tired, and mm-hmm. so they're going to want a little bit of a rest. So if you give them that opportunity to back off the throttle just a little bit, mm-hmm. subconsciously they're going to do it because they think they're doing good. They think they won that last round. Mm-hmm. So you can see that all the time. You see, I mean, it, it happened it happened with rhonda so, you know they're saying hey good job good job you're looking good and she's getting crushed i mean that's kind of a bad example I guess. <laughs> um but anyways you you got to be careful of that in and i've told this story before but when my task unit was going through training and uh we were doing cqc so close quarters combat drills we're going to the kill house over and over and you know we broke for lunch or something we come back from lunch and the guy the cadre they're like hey you guys are kicking ass this is great keep it up you guys are the best task you know we've seen out here you guys are crushing it and literally the next run guys go in the house they screw everything up they miss targets just a disaster and i talked to the cadre i'm like don't ever tell my guys again that they're the <laughs> best guys in the world don't don't tell them that yeah. you can tell them good job but don't be telling them they're the best people in the world it just doesn't work and so that's kind of what happened you know here now the thing is this doesn't mean that you can never give anybody credit or never give anyone praise because you absolutely have to do that but what you have to do you have to proactively counteract the mental lapse in intensity that's about to take place because you just compliment them so how do you do that so let's say you're on the lacrosse field or the soccer field You bring the boys in. You say, look, guys, good half. Good first half. You took it to them. You showed them that we can hang with them. You played them even. That's fine. Here's the problem. Even isn't good enough. We need to get out there and play harder. We need to step it up. I actually want you guys to play like murderers. That's what I want you to do. I want you to win every loose ball. I want you to make every tackle. I want you to get your head on every ball that's in the air. You stick to them on defense. I don't even want them to be able to breathe. I want you to work them into the ground. I want pressure. Pressure up front, pressure in the midfield, and pressure on D. You make them fight for every inch, every ball, and every breath. I want you to go out there and take their souls. So you got to counter that. You know, you got to counter the good job thing. So in MMA, it's the same thing. You know, hey, good round. It was a close round, but a good round. But listen. You can't let up right now. You need to step it up. He knows he has to step it up. I'm telling you. He knows he's got to step it up. And if you come out weak, he's going to get the upper hand right away. You need to put him away. You need to go out there and crush him. Crush his soul. Turn it on and put this guy away. I want you to kill him. So that's what you need to do with that. Now for tactical training, same thing. Cause you know, I know this is police officers and SWAT teams and, t- and guys that are in the military, you're doing tactical training all the time and you're gonna see the that as the team comes together, they're gonna start to do good. But like I said, if you give them too much, they're gonna slack, right? So, you know, when you're running your tactical training, you, for your guys, you say, look, hey guys, I see some good progress out there, we're making some good runs, but let me tell you it's not good enough right, right now, okay? This is the deal. The enemy can rely on luck, we can't. We rely on our training. We train to be prepared for anything that the enemy throws at us. So we're gonna work as hard as we can and be as perfect as we can so we are ready for the worst case scenario. So get jocked up for another run right now and I want you to go in there like a band of bloodthirsty Viking shock troops on a damn berserker rage and crush this. So you wanna bring that kind of counter, right? Mm -hmm. And then in combat, again, and I just was talking to some guys yesterday, and it's the same thing, right? Complacency is the worst thing that can happen with your team when you're in a combat scenario. So when you're in combat, you know, it's look, hey guys, we're running some good operations. Right, we got the upper hand, And that's good but it's not good enough we cannot be complacent and we can't take our foot off the enemy's throat we are gonna be relentless we are not gonna give him the chance to regroup he will not get the chance to recover there will be no downtime for the enemy and I'll tell you what I don't even want the enemy to have a chance to bury their dead we are not going to stop until there is nothing left to pursue and no one left to bury. So sharpen up your knives, load up your magazines, because we got work to do. So again, we gotta counter you know, the compliments and balance essentially what I'm doing in each one of those you know, situations. I'm balancing the positive affirmations of what is happening. With some new goals and new objectives that will ensure that there will be no slack. No slack.
1: Yeah. So the guy said that they were ninth graders, freshmen. Yeah, freshmen. Wild Wild dogs. dogs. Yep. So, yeah. Next question. Next question. How do you detach without seeming completely cold?
0: Okay, important question. <clears throat> now, I say this all the time. You know, you got to detach. I also say all the time, if you detach from all your emotions, that means you're a robot, and people don't follow robots. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, when you do detach, you can't. You can't completely step away. But if you do, you have to. You have to act. You have to do a little acting now first of all we already talked about this right we already talked about these red flags that that show that you're gonna lose your temper that you're gonna get emotional about something you know your clenched fist and your raised voice and your heavy breathing and your flared nostrils and all that stuff right so you know what those things mean those things mean those things are your your signal that mean detach okay so you got to work on that now here's the dichotomy of it is once you are there And once you have detached, you actually have to now go back and do one or some of those things that you are trying not to do. You have to go and you have to do them a little bit Mm -hmm. in a nice little controlled manner, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you raise your voice a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just kind of clench your jaw. And and remember I said to you like like nodding your head in a positive way? Mm And that's, a, that's a, when you, if you're coming to me with an issue and I nod my head to the affirmative, you know, up and down saying, yes, I understand. Yes, I understand. That's a soothing thing to your team, right? They see that you're you're okay with it. Yeah. The opposite of that is when you shake your head to, in the negative. Uh, like if yeah. you're telling me some problem and I'm shaking my head, it's like I'm me going, damn, I can't believe this is going on, right? So, yeah. so maybe that's another thing that you, you know, you you clench your jaw and you shake your head to just show the person, like, "Look, I know we're in a bad way. I get it. I'm not sitting back here like it's no big deal. I know it's going to be a tough. I know we just lost a sale, or I know we just, you know, are going to have to plan another mission that we just got back. I understand that yeah. it's hard. You care. I care. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You want to give that? Maybe you let out that little sigh of frustration. You know, like a little. Uh, like something like that, right? <laughs> Just gonna do that yeah. little thing. <laughs> sure. Just do that. Just stop showing that you do got some emotions and you are invested in all that mm-hmm. stuff. And and then, once, once, you see that you've achieved your goal here, that you can see that that they see that you have some emotions on the situation, then you you quickly get yourself. To recover from that, composed. right? You yeah. get yourself composed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you've shown them, and they and they've seen. It's almost like a little. They see like a little weakness, and they go, "Okay, mm-hmm. you know, Jockos are human. They can relate. Yeah, yeah I can relate. Yeah, but he's mad. Good. But you know, what? I actually want him to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I'm glad he's so. You know, I'm I mean, he's into it, but I, I'm glad he's calming down. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you recover, you go back to your calm, cool, collected self, sure. right? That's mm-hmm. what we're gonna do now. Like I said, this is. Do we call this acting? I guess maybe we could call it acting but at the same time acting means you're trying to pretend to be somebody right you're not trying to pretend to be anybody else you're being you Mm. that's all you're doing you're being you you're just acting like yourself just showing a little bit more of the emotion and than you would be if you were just completely detached so it's not like you're trying to act like some you know, other, it is junior. yeah, you're not trying to, do, to play a role of someone else you're just mm-hmm. being you mm-hmm. so and you already know what you do Because you've learned how what the signals are mm-hmm. so when you know that you raise your voice and that means you're lo- okay then you just raise your voice a little bit <laughs> <laughs> If you know that you you just give a little <laughs> sigh. it's those careful things and So yeah, I guess it is acting in a way, but it's not full-on anybody can do it. I think
1: yeah Yeah You did. I think that's g- great. I mean, this is my opinion. You do it with your kids. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I mean, I'm uh, you know, my kids Yeah, you three. gotta pretend to act happy. Yeah, you sometimes. know, you mad or, or whatever. Any good, even happy. Even pretend to yeah. act happy? <laughs> <laughs> Bad <excited>. father. <laughs> no, ex- okay, we'll say excited. Look, hey, yeah, yeah. hey, I got something for you. It's a drawing of a happy face. Same as she did yesterday. You know? And it's like, I'm not, the, the honest truth is I'm excited about other things. We'll just say that.
0: The bro. I'm, gonna, all those, I'm all those that give love, her. all that love bro. you got for crying bro, about the, the daughter getting bro, killed that or the, <laughs> that letter, you're, so, gonna, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna no, hey, look, it's look. all going backwards now. People are gonna hate you now. No
1: bro, I'm talking about excitement. Dude, your daughter draws uh, you a beautiful
0: I, picture and I, you don't I, care about it? <laughs>
1: God. that's cold-blooded. What I'm going to give her is a lot of excitement. I'm going to match her Evil. excitement, maybe even go one level higher. That's what I'm going to give her. Mm. So what, am I acting? I'm excited about a lot of yeah. other things. A no. little bit, though, right? Yeah, you, it's the yeah. same thing. Same
0: thing, same thing, yeah. Uh, that was messed up, by the way. Same thing, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, is it a form of manipulation? It might be a little bit of a form of manipulation. But again, if you're doing it to help the individual and you're doing it to help the team, Then is it manipulation or is it leadership? I say, of course, it's leadership. Mm -hmm. You're not manip. Manipulation is I'm trying to fool you so you do things that I want you to do that are gonna hurt you. Yeah, we're not doing that. It's not what we're running here. All right.
1: Next question. Next question. Please discuss how discipline in one area doesn't make up for slack in other areas. For example, a fitness guru who has
0: no savings. Mm, Yeah. You know, this is something that we all have to work out. Watch out for is the fact that we we focus on our strengths, right? That's what we do. That's what people do. So, you get a person that's smart, you know, a really intellectual person, and they let themselves go physically, right? Right. You know, or you get a person that's a physical stud, but then they're not going to challenge their brain power, or like the question. That was, you know, po- the, the example here that was posed. You know, someone that's a fitness guru or a party guru. I'm, I'm throwing that one out there because some people look really at that. Sure. Or they, you know, they're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Common entrepreneur, and so they're driving a new Mercedes, but it's leased, and they're behind on payments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so unstrategically, least. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um. So. You know, I mean, you take another example: is what about the business person that doesn't have time for their family, right? And so that's not good. So, I think the focus here is we try and we all have to be try to be well-rounded and not focus so much on one area that you're going to let some other area go. That's target fixation, is what that is, right? Is you walk into a room and you get fixated on one target, one bad guy. You you think there's one bad guy, so you focus all your energy, and then you're getting flanked that's target fixation you can't let that happen you can't let it happen on the battlefield you can't let it happen in life so look out for that when you do this Um, and I'll tell you this is actually a reality of the situation I try and maintain this balance but I've been actually working a lot (laughs) lately and what and this is a clear indicator to me Mm. that I've overbooked myself is last week um, we had to I, we had to skip a day of jujitsu to record. Dang, I mean, we don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. When do we record? We record after jujitsu, but I knew I had so much stuff going on that I said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta record at this time because I gotta get this other stuff done because I'm traveling and this and that." And so we had to skip the jujitsu. So that is a red flag to me mm. that says I need to I need to tighten up. I need to get my you know get my schedule back in check. So that I can do the things that I need to do. Of course, what do I say about the situation? It's fine. you know what? Can't train jiu-jitsu that day because I'm tra- I got some travel coming up. Good. I'm gonna heal up my shoulder a little bit more. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna it's, it's fine. but it is an indicator of when things start going in the wrong direction. Maybe I'm getting target fixated on you know too much work mm-hmm. at a certain time. Yeah. Which to me, again, I will run this thing in the red, as you say. I like I like <laughs> running the in the red, right? I'm yeah. in the red and I got no problem. Like uh, we will go hard and the numbers of hours I've been w- w- I have been will work will have actually no impact on how much I'm gonna time to spend with my family and do jujitsu and all that stuff because I'll just do it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there is a capacity yeah. that you reach where you go, okay, now one of these things has just started to slide. Now I need to make sure that my levels get, re-leveled, I guess you might say. Equalized is what I should have said. Uh, So, back to the subject, don't be a one-trick pony, you know? Be a jack of all trades and then master a few of those trades. Right. Mm. So, you can emphasize fitness guru. Mm. You can emphasize intellectual power. You can emphasize jujitsu, but don't a hundred percent of your effort into one area Mm -hmm. because eventually it will take you you won't have anything else Mm -hmm. and by the way if you put all your you know if you put all your all your eggs in the basket of intellectual power now you're unhealthy and you die (laughs) right that that doesn't you know I don't care how smart you are you Mm -hmm. can't do two plus two when you're dead
1: (laughs) yeah so
0: (laughs) Don't put all your focus a hundred percent into one area. Don't become unbalanced in your disciplines. Spread it around and hold the line. Yeah, man.
1: It's good. Yeah, I get I it kinda of feels like like it can be understood that um let say I'm real good at I don't know, fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to justify yourself, you know, like you're, you're, let's say, okay, I'm real good at fitness, you know, I'm a fitness guru. And I go around and then I see, I don't know, I go to the store or go to some party and I see this other guy who's like socially, he's just hundred percent. Everyone likes him. He's such a nice charismatic guy. He makes a lot of money, you know, and all this stuff, but he's not in that good of shape or I don't know, he smokes and whatever, you know, it's easy. I think a lot of people. It feels like it's easy to justify, well, phew, that guy's in bad shape, so who cares? I right. wouldn't want yeah. any of that. I yeah. wouldn't want all the money, you know, all this stuff. It seems like you can to justify
0: that. And, and you know what the other guy's saying? Yeah, you might be in good shape. Guess yeah. what? Yeah. Nice Toyota Corolla you're driving. He's all <laughs> negative on him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both those guys should, should instead of saying, hey, you know what they should do? Walk up and be like, hey, man, you know what? I noticed you're pretty successful financially. I would like to get in the game with you a little bit and, and learn from you about that. And the mm. other guy should say to him, well, you know what? It looks like you're in pretty good fitness levels. Mm. I would like to get in the game with that. Let's work together and improve ourselves and go out and kick ass and dominate. Mm. Are you in? I'm in. <laughs> Let's do this. Mm. Instead, what does a normal person do? They do exactly Justify. what you said. Justify, criticize, yep. cut people down mm. instead of building them up. Yeah, and what you have to be careful of, if I was to go to you and say, "Hey, you know, Echo, I got a lot of money. I can tell you don't have a lot. I'll help you out." That's mm-hmm. that can be offensive to some people. Yeah, because you think, dude, who yeah. do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. you I just don't your right back, I do need your help. Look, I'm not yeah. worried about money. Yeah, you think I'm worried about money when I got abs like these? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what we have to do is instead of if you, if I came to you and said Echo. Dude, I want abs like you got. Sure. L- L- Can you help me get in the game? And then we form a little relationship. And now I say to you, man, so what? Do you, what's, your, what's your main income stream, dude? You mm. know, what are you doing? And you say, well, you know, I got these two clients. You got a website? No, not really. Well, why don't you have a website? you got any social media to advertise on? You know, and we go down that road and we yeah, build yeah. up. And we take care of each other. That's yep. what we want to do as people.
1: Yeah. Kind of like you ever seen, seen the guys who go, they see like a football player or something, they'll be like, ah, I'd kick his ass though. You know, you know that kind of guy? The guy yeah. who can always like some successful yeah, yeah, person, yeah, yeah. Ah, he, I, I'd kick his ass though. Yeah. 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 Of, yeah. Th- well,
0: I've told the story in, in before in the SEAL, in the seal teams. It's, uh, no one, no one is good. If, if a guy, like we have guys in the SEAL teams that are literally, you know, world-class athletes in whatever, world-class triathlete, world-class sailor, world-class whatever. And so, oh, you, oh you're, you're a world-class uh, triathlete? Oh yeah, that guy's a really good triathlete, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's a really bad shot. Someone is going <laughs> to chime in and cut him down, just yeah, the way yeah, yeah. it goes. Yeah. No slack. No slack. No slack.
1: All right. Uh, we'll go one more. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Jocko, would you confront an individual team member when reported by other team members that they're talking smack about you,
0: or would you just ignore them? The old classic here. What do you do about the? About the negative guy that's trying to bring you down, and sure you can you can confront them right, and you can by doing that join in their in their little game and in doing that, you give them the satisfaction they now know that they they got it to your head and and then you're turning your workplace. Into, you know your basic grade school gossip hall so we don't like that but now there are times unfortunately that you you have to address things and when you do it you do it professionally and you do it your goal is to disarm them because remember that this negative person inside they probably want the confrontation that's what they want and so you know you say something like hey i heard you had some critique points for me about how i'm doing my job you know if if i'd love to get your feedback so i can tighten up my game so you just disarm them a little bit and something like that will likely diffuse the scenario a little bit and you know hopefully the people will under the the, the person will understand that there are other people that are telling you what's going on it'll kind of put them in check and stifle the situation but the preferred methodology for this situation for me is quite simple and that is ignore and outperform them you see while you're over there watching me and Talking about me I'm working I'm working hard I'm taking things to the next level you keep gossiping and I'll keep working you keep talking smack and I'll keep working you keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working and when you finally look around at where you are and where I'm at you'll realize that you have nothing left to talk smack about. And you will lose, and I will win. And this here applies to when people are playing office politics, or forming their little cliques, or working their personal agendas, and again, I know, sometimes you have to play those games, but let your first course of action, let the fundamental core of your reaction be to outwork and outperform every last one of them. And I think that's all I've got for tonight. So, Echo Charles. Yes. Speaking of work. do work. Why don't you just go ahead and put in some work right now and let everybody know how they can support this podcast if they want to.
1: Uh, yeah, if they want Actually, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the work I did today. Hmm. Metcons, lifting, <laughs> all that. Anyway, um anyway, we'll talk about on it. You want to support this podcast, support yourself on it. What's good? By the, the krill oil? It's real. It's real. And I thought about this like I'm kind of lifting kind of hard and like I do um like squats, right? Just very like different kinds and different weights and you Do you do overhead it. squats? Sometimes. You yeah, don't seem but, like you do a lot of overhead squats. Oh, yeah, not a lot. I okay. wouldn't call it a lot, but just one that that I, can I feel that. I do <laughs> <is> <laughs> Like one that um, you can do it all like front squats right. or something like that. But I go all the way down,
0: yeah. all the way down. Okay? there's Where no other way to, to squat.
1: Yeah. Well, some sometimes you know people don't have the flexibility in their feet or their ankles or whatever. Or you know you're lifting like 500 pounds or something, going all the way. Anyway, my point is it's it it can be hard on your knees. It can straight up. Okay. Those those are the facts. It can be anyway. And I'm kind of going kind of hard nowadays. Like pretty much every day lift and jujitsu, you know, like harder than I have in the past for sure. And I don't have the, anyway, the the point is
0: the krill oil. Yeah. The krill oil is real,
1: but I don't have any pain.
0: No pain. No pain.
1: No pain. Still gains though. Like three a day,
0: three in the morning and three at night. No, just three a day. Just three a day. Yeah. I do twice as much as you.
1: Well, you're bigger and, and older. You mean oh, bigger and yeah, yeah. bigger, and factually <laughs> older? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking zero before. Yeah, Keep yeah. Keep that yeah. in mind too. Uh, but yeah, man, it's good. Krill oil. That's the. What's funny is when you think supplements. That's you think like something that's gonna make me stronger. You know, if, if I take it versus don't take it. Well, I guess krill oil does make you stronger, but well, it's only like indirect. You can work out more. Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: I've been taking krill oil for so long. I don't even know what it's like to not take krill oil anymore. Yeah, dang, it's just one big mystery now. One big path to victory.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, take the krill oil on it. Ecologically friendly harvesting of krill. Watch the video. Onnit.com. Onnit.com/slash/jocko if you want ten percent off uh, pre-workout, which is total strength and performance. It'll give you more strength and more performance. My anecdotal. Shroom tech. Proof. proof By the way,
0: I I got on, I had a bunch of, like I said, I've been working a lot. I've been traveling a lot. When Mm -hmm. you're traveling, you're getting on planes with a bunch of people that you don't know, and they have all kinds of germs, as do I, and so people get sick, and I can't be sick and do my job, because I gotta go talk to people and meet people and give speeches and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can't be getting sick. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had critical events coming up. So, guess what I did? Shroom tech immune. immune. Oh, yeah, see. I did the shroom tech immune. Okay. Powered through. Yeah. You're not sick now? No, I'm not sick now. Nope. Training hard surf today. So, basically. And you. worked out and got after it. So,
1: Dang. Immune to the sickness. So, dang, there's another one in the rotation. Is that where we're staying? Yeah,
0: and, and yeah, I, I cycled it. Yeah. <laughs> I sh- cycled it because I knew I didn't want to get sick. Now, I suppose you could just say hey when do you want to get sick? Right. Never? Yeah. Maybe it's something I should take more often.
1: Yeah, it's one and it's one of those things kind of like a um like a back-end computer programmer where you don't really you're not hit by the success of it, you're only hit by the failure of it, oh, you know? Yeah. So immune stream so tech immune, you take it, you don't get sick, you're like all right, you know, it's
0: cool, you know, but Yeah. No, I like I said, a bunch of events back. I, the, the TED Talk, yeah. and so what am I going to show up to the TED Talk coughing?
1: Can't take that chance. Yeah, yeah, can't take no, that chance. can nope. happen.
0: No nope. stuffy nose. Yeah, you know what? What are you going to do? No, yeah. you, you can't do those things. You got to show yeah. up and have your A game. Yeah, you know so if, Shroom Tech Immune.
1: Yeah, and these are good because these aren't like um, you know how. Okay, so cruel, let's go krill oil mm-hmm. where that works. Your joints work, but it's not like it's a, like a cortisone shot where. You know, you just don't feel it like when you get off it, you're jacked, you know, or you're back to zero. It's right. like, this is stuff that like helps your body do it.
0: You know, mm-hmm. that's the good part. Yeah. It's not, it's not a foreign horrible substance that, that might, you're going to yeah. become reliant, reliant on.
1: Dependent. Yeah, man. It's so good. Um, Anyway. Okay. Yeah. They're all good. All of them. And there's other stuff. There's cool stuff too. The, the, the almond. It's like a three nut butter blend. Good too. I haven't tried it's gourmet it's, it's, good too to bad. it's too bad that's on you bro it's good <laughs> and um yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff look on there it's protein powder and it's obviously quality protein powder if you if you're into protein powder um shroom tech for performance the, the pre-workout that's the one bro if you're if you're lifting and doing hard workouts get the get the pre-workout because yeah. it's not stimulant it's not like you know
0: so so I don't because I work out early in the morning as we know and I don't like working out on an empty stomach or on a full stomach. So yeah, I work out no. on an empty stomach in the morning. Good idea. But I and you told me that you might consider this cheating. Because I will take it pre jujits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll look at you like I'm cheating. Look at this guy. Uh, more that so one. it's not it's but it's not cheating at all. But it's then it also on top of that, I don't do it I'll do it if every heavy hitter is coming to train. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's an advantage. I, I remember us I rolling with, I was on a 72 hour fast and I was like almost at the end of it. Sure. And I did everything normal. I didn't, didn't change anything. I squatted, I did pull ups, I did everything normal, worked out, surf, did Jiu Jitsu. I was at the end of it and I was rolling to Big Eric, um, you know, Judo Eric. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm gonna tell you something when we get done. <laughs> So we rolled hard and it was no it was just the way we normally roll you know and got after it hard and I said and he said what were you going to tell me I said yeah I'm on a, I'm on the tail end of a 72 hour fast right now and yeah. he's like well it didn't seem to affect your performance and I said no I don't think it affects your performance at all Yeah just straight up getting
1: I rolled it. Somebody and I got him I forget who it was, it was a while ago but and then and I got him and you could tell he was pissed who the hell was it? Anyway, he said, oh, one of the first things he said, I'm fasting right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, I forget who. Anyway, and that, that is that is actually why I didn't tell Eric. Right. Because then it's just an excuse. Like out, excuse. And yes. also, and also. Psychological warfare, right? <laughs> if I tell him, Hey, I'm fasted, I'm in a fasted state, he might get all oh, He I
1: get empowered, you know?
0: No, I'm not gonna let that happen. No, no. Jiu jitsu is let him be weak. There's a mind game. There's a mind game. Yeah, jujitsu <laughs> going on even before you yeah, roll. Really. even when you clap hands. <laughs> yeah. Give it that little bump. That was an aggressive bump.
1: Remember that time right after we rolled and you said, Hey, you know, did you feel that I was like kind of getting tired towards the end there? And I said no. You're like yeah, because I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> See how proud you are of that right now. You, yeah, that's like your your best line to me. I yeah. think you think. Uh,
0: well, no, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. It was pretty good. It's 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 hard. I, I, it's hard to get me tired at jujitsu. Yeah, you know pa- what? It partially, is? it's not all conditioning too. Yeah. I I'm just I'm, I know how to conserve some energy. Yeah,
1: but you, you know how you know what this is. What what part of it is? If not a major part. You can endure fatigue and tiredness if you're enjoying what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. why for a lot of people the treadmill is just hell. Even though the treadmill's not that hard, mm-hmm. it's like you're going at like a certain like a low percentage of output. It's just so boring. There's no like payoff. In jujitsu, it's like it's payoff upon payoff upon payoff. Yeah, like, you fun. pass someone's guard. Oh my gosh, man. they pass your guard. You're like, what the heck? I gotta wage my, fee? you know, it's like this this intricate battle. You know, that, it, meanwhile you're getting super yeah. tired. I mean, but you try to get, but really you don't tired. get tired
0: when you do jiu-jitsu.
1: No, no, I don't. Well. <laughs> I'm in you know great shape and you know all that stuff
0: you but, have made some incredible strides though on two areas you used to gas out really really bad yeah. until until you started doing met cons in your training in yeah. your in your non jiu-jitsu training you used yeah. to gas out really bad yeah number one number two You used to get really claustrophobic and not be able to handle that yeah and they were they yeah, kind of and play, they, off, and each they play other. off each other yeah. I cured you of both those <laughs> <laughs> Once I realized you were claustrophobic, I was a real jerk for a while. Yeah. You're like test time. Yeah. Yeah. How you like this? Well,
1: yeah. And what's crazy is there's a third element there is because if you know, you gas quick and then you get claustrophobic now you're that's another enemy. Yeah. The gassing and the claustrophobia, that's another enemy. So I'm not just going against you and your yeah, jujitsu. Yeah. I'm going against gassing, claustrophobia. So that makes me even more like and, anxiety.
0: And like you said, they're compounding problems. Yes. Because the more tired you get, the worse position you get into. Now you're getting claustrophobic. You uh, now yep. you panic and you yep. get more tired.
1: Yeah. And then let that happen. One day the next day, what what am I scared of now?
0: Yeah. It's the, just re- it's, it's the swamps of sadness, bro. Yeah. All over again. Well, you've dug your way out of that pretty good. I think yeah. the Metcon had a lot to do with it. And yep. you did you just what did you just mentally eventually say like okay when Jocko gets side control yeah. on me and holds me there I just need to relax and just sit yeah. there and accept that. I'm gonna yeah. be here for a little while
1: Yeah, and a big part of it because sometimes I'd start to get um, Dizzy like for real claustrophobic it's, it's not just a feeling of oh, I'm just so claustrophobic and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it It was I think it was like a for real class because you start to get dizzy and Ugh. you know, you know like you're not like you're about to faint but but something like that, you know. It was that. It was a condition. Dude, That's was what it felt like. There was
0: this one guy, one of my platoons I trained with, and you know I used to get the guys and train with them all like in a row, yeah. and I would do like fifteen minutes with this guy, and then fifteen minutes with this guy, and then fifteen. I just go through the platoons, and um, and there's one guy, and he was super claustrophobic, yeah, and he would condition. get so mad, yeah. he'd be, you know. Just and I'd I'd hold him, you know, I'd get a cross sider, I'd get the mount and just not let him move, put yeah. my chest over his face, yeah. and he would just, you know, and he would lose it, you know, yeah. just and and you know, he'd be tapping me like crazy. I'm like, there's no submission. What are you <laughs> tapping from? You uh, can't tap when there's no off. submission. Don't get this. off me, get off me. Yeah. And then, you know, finally I'd tap him out and then let him go and he'd be like, God, you gotta just stay off me and He yeah. gets so mad. And he he kind of stopped training. That, you know? That's the
1: fit, bro. It's the, I, mean, like a, I mean, if you have like a. Dean did that to me, back mm. back in the when I had he was like mounted. Then I'd be yeah. like, oh, like, and no, then or, I tap. Or, he's like, no, I, can't I'm tap like, from that. No, man. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah.
0: Dean, uh, Dean uh, actually it was funny yesterday. Maybe the day, yeah it was yesterday. The the did you, the power was going out like momentarily in the gym a few times. Yeah. Well, before the power started, like, it was going off for 10 only, seconds. Only
1: certain lights, though.
0: Yeah, but so it, so it was killing the clock. Yes. So we were going when the clock was still running, and he was doing that to me, right? And when he tries to make me claustrophobic or tries to get reaction out of me, I just go into, like, complete detachment, mental shutdown. Not not mental shutdown in a negative way, but mental shutdown, like, okay, I'm not going to show you any.
1: Yeah.
0: And so he's like... Like basically uh, putting his knuckle into my rib, he's mounted, smothering me, and rubbing his knuckle into my rib, Mm -hmm. and I'm just laying there like taking it and just thinking about other things. And and actually, I'm thinking like when I get it on top, I'm gonna kill him. (laughs) And and then the timer ran out, Mm -hmm. and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it it for like another thirty seconds, Mm -hmm. and then he laughed and he jumped off. So then we were going again, and. I I zip him got him into like, got a good position right I, I got him in the arm lock and I'm sitting there and he's hard to finish you know if you don't believe me go watch him go against Jean Jay in, in Metamorphs and you know Boyle. there's Jean Jay one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners of all time mm-hmm. goes for an arm lock on Dean, Dean gets out of it so I'm going for an arm lock on Dean and the timer goes like it's the end of the round mm-hmm. and in and you know, he's like oh uh, can hear him. he goes oh because I didn't let go <laughs> And he goes he goes I said you violated the jiu-jitsu Geneva Conventions on the last <laughs> round <laughs> and he laughed no. and then I let him go but uh
1: know, yeah. it's all good that is kind of what that is well the guy tapping and you don't let go that's a right. violation of the G- Geneva Convention for yeah, sure. the jiu-jitsu conventions yeah yeah it's true yeah. you can't you can't be breaking those laws yeah. the Metcon and getting into condition losing like a little bit of weight or whatever sure it gets in my case it got me in uh, you know better shape and i can you can go longer less classified just in general but the the bigger impact was that that's not something i have to worry about anymore dealing with being and, tired when i get tired
0: and mentally you become you know what it feels like to be tired because i don't think you knew what that felt like before
1: it was hard to deal with i would say that's how it felt to me like i'm like dang i'm tired i need to not be tired that's the goal now i don't care about getting tapped out anymore it's the tiredness is is really the fight the 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 demon here not the the tapping out but once you go the metcon not like i said the metcon and just muscular conditioning in general it'll Sure, it'll get you in shape, but since you have to kind of do it all the time for it to yeah. work, like any exercise, you're used to it. That feeling, yeah, it becomes it, like common. Exactly. And you're you're, you're what, used, inoculated. You're, you're, you're
0: mentally inoculated to, yeah. oh, I'm out of breath. I'm not, You. you what you used to think was I'm yeah. out of breath I'm and gonna, I'm, gonna die. I'm gonna die. And yes, now you true. think I'm out of breath and that's okay.
1: Yeah. I'll recover. Yes. you recover in some other position. Yeah. And man, it makes jujitsu way funner. Yeah. Way funner. You can just go. I went with Andy to 10 minute round, you know, with the, Thing and he's and he's going hard and it was like sure you're, boom you know it's a good good workout Mm -hmm. but it's yeah it's just makes it way funner for sure but yeah the point is there that's why you can endure tiredness is when you're having a good time when there's little payoffs you ever notice even if you don't really roll that hard you might be different actually no I'm sure you feel this when you go home you feel like the heat radiating from your body still you know even after you go home like dang I didn't really roll that hard because it doesn't feel like it's that hard because it was so like fun you know
0: yeah. Well, I, I roll hard
1: yeah, every single time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah man, it's the, it's the genius behind it. Anyway, if you want help with so your this, performance, was
0: that just a 14, 20 minute uh, talk about on it.com slash Jocko? Sure. Cool. Yeah.
1: A little bit of some digression, but what these else? are all helpful things though. Yeah, they are very helpful on it. That's just going to improve your performance straight up. Indeed. If you want to improve performance, which we do. Here's another one. I'm going to go into it. We got some time. <laughs> so I'm filling up water. You know, you know the big <laughs> gallons of water? They're, oh, I the five gallons. gallons. Yeah. Yeah. So I go and fill up. I got four of them. So I put them in the back of my car in the back seat. Yeah. So when I bring them from the, the water filler thing to my car, I'm grabbing them both and I'm walking across the street.
0: You had two or you had four?
1: <clears throat> I had four, but two, two at, at a time. time. I feel two because there's two right. like, things, whatever. So they're they're full. I'm walking across the street to, the, you know, not the street, the parking lot, to my car to put them in. And I'm like, this isn't even hard, but they look kind of big, you know? And I'm like, this isn't even hard. It's just like, I'm not like stiff and It's not like I'm <laughs> warmed up, ready to get after it, you know? I'm like, okay. This is but then <laughs> you're walking there at handles, so it shouldn't be that hard for someone my weight and whatever so i get to the car and i put them in but i'm like hey i need more room to put the other two so i don't just kind of lug them in all perfect for i gotta like stretch and put these you know they're five pound jugs whatever. so you gotta stretch this awkward position but i did it kind of no problem if I went in, I've been in times where I'm not in that good of shape. My joints are off, bro. I would, I would have hurt myself. That's how you hurt your back. That is, is how, that, that is
0: how people hurt their back doing the dumb stuff because yeah. they're not, they're not in good shape.
1: Yeah, and you that's know. a lot of times. That's really what it is, is because you're just your body's not used to like moving all of a sudden like yeah. that. But if it is, and you got the krill oil going, that's the kind of things you can do, almost like a superpower. Anyway, if you want these amazing supplements, and we know they're the best ones because we all know that. On it.com slash Jocko 10% off. Support yourself. Support everyone. Anyway, and if you shop at Amazon, mm-hmm. this is a good way to support. And you know you shop at Amazon. Oh, you know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. <clears throat> getting books, getting whatever. Click through the website. Again, this is to support. So go to JockoPodcast.com, little banner, Amazon, shop Amazon banner over there on the side. Um, Click on that, then do your shopping.
0: Can support that. What if way. you don't think that's a big deal? And you're like, ah, you know what? That's probably not that big of a deal. I'm just gonna go right to Amazon without yeah. clicking through.
1: It, that that is cool. To me, that that's cool. But if you do want to support, but you still think, eh, that's not that big of a deal, maybe I'll support another way or something like that. that. That that's cool, but it's not true. That is a big deal. Yeah. It's a small action, so it may not seem like a bit it's like, well, oh, just click through and that's kind of it.
0: But yeah. it's a big deal. And it doesn't cost you anything.
1: Doesn't cost you anything two seconds apparently time. amazon's
0: got some money that they want to give to us as long as you click through yeah they're like they're basically
1: the attitude is from amazon is that's a win-win yeah they're like hey these guys you know shoppers are coming to buy stuff from us through Jocko podcast all right cool cool then that's Let's good take care for of us. those guys yeah, exactly right mm-hmm. so it's like a circle triangle three people three parties triangle mm-hmm. of support yeah then you get you know your stuff If you got Amazon Prime two days later, one day, sometimes same day. Anyway, Amazon click through. That's a good way to support. And then you can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. iTunes, Stitcher, Google
0: Play. Mm -hmm.
1: And various other uh, outlets. And
0: somebody posted that you can, if you have Alexa, do you know what Alexa is?
1: It's Amazon Echo. It's Amazon Echo. Her name is Alexa.
0: And if you have that? I do. Do you know that you can say Alexa, play Jocko podcast, and then it says back to you, "You want to hear the show Jocko because they don't they think that podcast isn't part of the name because oh. it's artificial intelligence." Gotcha. So it says you want to hear the show Jocko, and you oh. say yes, and then it says, "I'm finding the latest episode," and then it plays Jocko. Oh, also,
1: podcast. podcast is kind of like a, a like a um, it'd be utility saying like word. I
0: want to watch. Uh, Restrepo movie, right? And it says, Play the song. Yes. This,
1: but then the song is yeah. called "Love Song" or yeah. something like this. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: the song would probably be called "Destroy Planet Earth." Right. In yeah. your case, In for me. sure, for sure,
1: <laughs> or something like this. Yeah. That thing. That thing is kind of cool. Try. Try. Ask it. Do you have one? Yes. You know? Okay. Yes, so ask it. Ask it. One. What's one plus one? He, he's, she's going to say the sum of one plus one is two. But I think you already knew that. Oh. So they you know he knows the little things. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, subscribe to uh, the podcast on iTunes and all the various outlets um, if you're not in iTunes specifically. Um, and on YouTube, we do have a YouTube channel. Put some videos on there. Mm-hmm. Constantly working on these video situations. Some take longer, you know, more more work and whatever time um, than others. But they're out there. They're doing it. Jocko McNuggets, small little clips of the words, the advice. And philosophies
0: of like Jocko. also the uh, Ted Talk that I did, sure. it is on YouTube right now. Yeah, So on the, you can on the Google Ted, TED Jocko willing TED Talk or something like that. Yeah. And you'll get to see it. It's good. I talked about uh you know, war and stuff
1: like that. A little concept called extreme ownership. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it's actually good. Like that that's a um one where you know how you got you got to condense it down, obviously, yeah. you know, like you a have lot. to distill it down. Yeah, that was a
0: good distillation. That was good points. Real good. Twelve um, minutes. Not long. There you go.
1: Yep. YouTube. But yeah, subscribe to the to the, you know, the YouTube channel. We got one of those. Um, also, Jocko has a store called Jocko store. URL, Jocko If you're into shirts, discipline equals freedom. The guy on Twitter was like, I like the OG discipline equals freedom. There's only one version of the discipline. But the thing Factually, is actually yeah, it is OG. Yeah. OG, the original. The original. Discipline equals freedom. Super simple. To the point, if you will. Uh, good quality. I you know, made sure that they were good quality shirts. Um, not the kind you just give away at the ballpark. You know that kind?
0: Yeah. You used to talk about those shirts that you give away at the ballpark. You haven't mentioned yeah. that in a while. Yeah, I'm they're glad not, you're back. Not Speaking that. of OG, you're going with your OG examples, I like that.
1: It's true, bro, because that one's cool. Because ooh, free stuff. But when you get home, you don't wear it. No,
0: this it one sucks. Is,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not wearable. You know that one where you're like your friend gives you the free shirt, they're like, yeah. "What I did for you," and then you're like, you wear it. And it's like the, it doesn't fit good or whatever. These ones like fit good. They're solid. In fact. This guy, Ryan, I know. He said, It's my sh- favorite shirt to wear because it makes me look good. Like it fits, you know? It's fucking
0: dope. Yeah, I don't observe stuff like that.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, made an effort, make em, made them. Uh, I'm here to win.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. You don't care what you look like. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're good. Solid. Look at them. I'm not saying buy a shirt. Just go to the jockostory.com. Go there. Look at the shirts. You like the shirts? You want to represent? You want to support? Get a shirt. Get a rash guard. Got some good reviews on the rash guard. Multiple uh, instances of increasing performance and results yeah. with the rash guard. Proven. And against Jocko's philosophy, hey man, they look good. You know, <laughs> if you care, you know that you want to look good. Hey man, there's that element as well. Layers.
0: Yeah, I'm more concerned about the performance than the looks. Yeah, man. So I'll take that 19 percent minimum. 19%. Bonus. Yeah. You look good to go, I guess. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh patches. The Velcro ones. There's a regular kind too. Um, but the Velcro one with the this the, the, the what do you call the color? Mm-hmm. Right. The Tactical. regulation. Yeah, the one you can wear. I saw um shoot, I forget his name on Twitter. He showed me his patch like collection to the Velcro, you know? Discipline equals freedom was all up in there. It was good, it <laughs> looked real good. And this one is a big one to support yourself. Psychological warfare. Yeah. And This is literal, like support. Yeah. You this know, is it's actual. like a, like a spot.
0: The the feedback from everyone out there on psychological warfare. It's one hundred percent effective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, bro, I like, told you. Listen
0: yeah. to the track. Sugar-coated lies yep. if you listen to that track you could be in Krispy Kreme donuts After not eating for three days <laughs> and you will go in there you listen to that track. You will not eat a donut. Yeah, you will not.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. And it the wake-up thing the wake-up I was
0: gonna say the wake-up you will get out of bed. Yeah, because because you this is the thing You know what's being told to you yep. is true. Yep. You know, it's true yeah, man. You, you. Part of your brain is saying, "You know what? It's not true." Yeah, I we need to get it. up right now. I mean, one donut's not going to kill me. <laughs> Actually, do. it is going to kill you. Yeah. So you're not going to eat it. Yeah. You're so mine. psychological warfare. That's a good one. By the way, I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to yourself. Sometimes. Well, you know, I was kind of like, wait, do I actually listen to this? Now, now I listen to it. Well, it,
1: it could actually, in a way, be more effective for you because it's really you talking
0: to yourself. Actually me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you talking to yourself. It's like your brain. It's like the voice in your head. It's true. And this is a good one. Just like the krill oil and just like the, the On It stuff. It's not like like get up and get after it. Like, it's not like... Wait, let me explain what it is. It's these tracks on an album you can buy from
0: iTunes. And it's on Amazon other resources to find it. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's you can just purchase these mp3 tracks You can play in your phone before you're about to when you're having moments of weakness You're gonna skip the workout because you don't feel like it Or you are gonna gonna skip you're gonna mess up your diet because you're too hungry, and it looks so delicious or You want to press snooze on the thing you can put it as your alarm or whatever you buy these tracks and they're for different situations and it'll give you a little spot. We'll say that. Jocko will be there to give you a little spot.
0: Anyway, mental, a mental spot.
1: Yeah. Psychological. Mm-hmm. Psychological. You know, there it'll you. fight the urge to be a slacker. Crusher. But it's good because it's not like the get up and get out. It scares you out of bed so you'll get out of bed. It's not that. No. It's like. It's
0: psychological warfare. Yeah. It tells your That's mind to think is.
1: the certain way, you know? So That's it's what really it is. you doing it. It's like a
0: spot. It's not a kinetic strike. It's psychological warfare, yeah. which is actually more effective.
1: Yeah. Because you're doing that. It's like the cortisone shot versus the krill oil.
0: We prefer to let our body do the work. Yes, exactly right. And we prefer to let our mind do the work. If you're you're getting out of bed because someone's yelling out of you, okay, well, that's okay. Mm. But it's better if it's you that gets yourself out of bed because you use psychological warfare on yourself.
1: Yep. Cause you did, you did good things with the information that you were presented with. It's yes. good. And I'll add, I'll give it to you. Well, I'm gonna pat you on the back. You know, you can pat Jocko on the back. He's number, it was psychological warfare. Was number one.
0: Is it still number on one I,
1: on iTunes since day one? Oh.
0: Well, hey, don't don't pat me on the back. Thank you, everyone that's uh, gone and, and bought psychological warfare. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, fully. But you gotta admit, it's like you you, you know you did that
0: thing. You know? Well, no, actually, you got to admit that if no one wanted to hear it and wanted to get after it, then I would be oh, yeah. talking to myself.
1: So it's like we're like a little group mm. of like, this is a good <laughs> good thing we're doing here, you know? Get everybody out of bed and stop eating donuts. Speaking anyway, of
0: good things, there it is. If you want some jocko White Tea, sure, it's in stock. It's on Amazon. If you're in America, get it on Amazon. If you're in a foreign country go to eBay pearl resourcing it's the official listing you can get it there you you already know what what the tea is gonna do for you Mm -hmm. you already know that you are weak you will become strong (laughs) you are stupid you're gonna become smart you are lazy you're gonna become aggressive just gonna solve all your problems (laughs) but you know what that's the side effect because it also just tastes good Mm -hmm. so which ones you gonna go and I'll tell you what right now I don't know. We are assessing and likely going to put Jocko White Tea in cans. Oh, right. Like, the, like, like an a, energy like drink. A, oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. you know, an energy drink doesn't help you. Right, right. It's, it's whack. Yeah. This is boom. It's oh, big you're big. in 7 like Eleven? Good stuff. You like sugar, caffeine, candy, negativity, Stimulates. Or boom. Here you go. Is there caffeine in Jocko White Tea? Yes, there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But it's good for you, actually, a little bit. Micro, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Echo. Microdose. Not going to get y'all jittery. Mm-hmm. So, Jocko White Tea, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, when you're on Amazon, you can pick up the book Extreme Ownership by me and my brother, Leif Babin. And what's cool is. Our company echelon front we work with a bunch of different kind of companies leadership and management consulting and it's always cool to see and hear about how the book spreads through those companies somebody you know somebody heard about it somebody heard me on Tim Ferriss or so somebody heard me on Joe Rogan or somebody heard me on this podcast and it gets in there and a guy it spreads it just spreads you know a guy buys it for his team and then he buys it for you know the CEO gives him a gift and the CEO buys it for everyone so it's, it's really cool to see that and it's cool to see how it helps companies align their culture and align their leadership team. So go out, get it for the people you work with, give them the tools to lead. And you know, the deal is you make a little investment, get in the book, it's 20 bucks, right? you give that book to your key team members, it's gonna make your life easier. Return on investment, good to go. And while you're doing that, you can get this book, another book right here. It's um, it's called Way of the Warrior Kid. And this is the deal, this is what we have to watch out for. Order it now. Why order it now if you're not gonna get it until May 2nd, that's when it comes out. Here's why. If we don't order it now, it's gonna happen the same thing that happened with Jocko White Tea. The people that are printing is going be like, oh, no one's ordering it. So we're not going to, you know, we'll print 12 copies. Mm. The day it comes out, we're going to get a lot of orders and everyone's going to have to sit around and wait for the thing to be printed. So what we want to do is give them the indication that, yes, book is coming out. We don't want to end up with Jocko White T-style barren Armageddon on our hands with the book. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it is, you know, it's a book. It's a ki- It's a kid's book, admittedly. But I'm going to tell you, Uncle Jake, who's in the book, who teaches his nephew how to get after it, Uncle Jake's got some lessons for everybody Mm. about discipline, about working out, about overcoming fear, about diet and exercise and life. It's a book about life. And... No, should I read Wait, how, how, should did you I really? how, how did
1: you get that? I know you're an author, oh, but oh, you so, got a physical copy so right physical now. the physical
0: copy that I'm holding in my hands right now is called a galley. And yeah. they give you, it's so that you can see and make sure and you can go through it and correct it. Oh, like a final edit. It's like a final yeah. edit. Yeah, yeah. And this one's pretty good. Yeah, read it's something. pretty close. Yeah. Read a little give us a taste. All right, that, yeah, yeah. So here we go. So at this point, here's what's going on. Um, at this point... Basically, the kid, Mark, he's, like I said, he doesn't know how to do, he can't do any pull-ups, doesn't know his times tables, he's getting picked on at school, doesn't know how to swim. Guess what? He's a 10-year-old kid in life. Life is hard. He's realizing that. He's bummed out. He's been sad. His Uncle Jake comes to live with him for the summer. His Uncle Jake, his Uncle Jake used to be in the SEAL teams. He's getting out so he can go to college, but during the summer, he's living with his sister, so now when Uncle Jake realizes that Mark has all these issues, like I said, what does he say when Mark freaks out and cries and says, oh, I got all these issues? Uncle Jake says, good, we can solve these problems. And then he says, look, you, you're not really getting after it. Do, you, do you, you need to be, instead of being this kind of wimpy kid over here, you need to be a warrior kid. Mm-hmm and mark sort of what's a warrior kid and so at this point they're they're talking about like do you actually know what a warrior is and i'll go back to the book right now <laughs> so here's uncle jake do you even know what a warrior is and mark says yes I, I i mean i guess i know a warrior is someone who fights in wars right and uncle jake says that is one part but what else well, I'm not sure what else so do you think that the only way to be a warrior is to fight in wars and do you think that anyone who fights in wars is a warrior Well I guess so well you guessed wrong there is a lot more to being a warrior than just being in a war Warriors are people that stand up for themselves. They face challenges. Warriors work hard to achieve goals. They have the discipline to overcome their weaknesses. Warriors are people that constantly try to test and improve themselves. And yes, war is the ultimate test, but not all warriors go to war. And then Mark says, but how can a kid be a warrior? And uncle Mark says or uncle Jake says by doing everything I just said a normal kid doesn't push himself a warrior kid does a normal kid doesn't work to constantly improve himself a warrior kid does I look at all these problems you cried to me about yesterday a warrior kid wouldn't cry about those problems a warrior kid would do something about those problems and then mark says do what do what do whatever it takes every problem you have can be overcome every one of them you can't do pull-ups you work out and get stronger until you can you don't know your times tables you study and train your mind until you know them cold you can't swim you learn how you get picked on you learn how to fight fight I asked Yes, fight. Just like anything else in the world, there are techniques to fighting, like learning a sport. And when you know the techniques and practice them, you can defend yourself from anyone. You really think I could learn all that? I know you can. Like I told you last night, I had to transform myself when I got in the Navy. I had to get stronger. I had to learn to fight. I even had to learn to learn. But I did it. And if I did it, so can you. Do you want to? Do you want to overcome all these challenges you face? Of course. And then as they wrap up that conversation, they were out in the park when they were doing that, and Mark says, we walked through the park and back to the house without saying another word. Something had already changed. Sounds like we're about to get after it. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, fun book. Might wanna get after it. And also on top of that, the book is coming out May 2nd. That's cool, May 4th and 5th, guess what's going on? The Muster, right there, Marriott Marquis in New York City. Basically two months away from right now. So sign up, book your ticket, get your hotel room. It's gonna be awesome, Leif's gonna be there. I'm gonna be there, obviously. Leif's gonna be there. JP's gonna be there. Echo's gonna be there. Dave Burke, newest member of Echelon Front. Marine Corps, boom. Fighter pilot, boom. Top Gun, boom. Top Gun instructor, yeah. And by the way, with all that, he was on the ground in Ramadi with Task Unit Bruiser doing operation after operation after operation as an Anglico team leader. So the guy's out there forward air control. He's coming on the podcast soon as well. And as just like the first muster, there's not gonna be a backstage. There's no green room that we're gonna be hiding in. We will be out front, we will be talking to you, discussing things, taking ownership of the problems that we all have and getting them solved. So we will see you there at the muster. Extremeownership.com. And until we do see you there, We will see you on the interwebs. On Twitter. On Instagram. And maybe we're going to see you on that Facebooky boy. We'll be interacting with all of you. Echo is at Echo Charles. And I am at Jocko Willink. And to the military men and women that are out there right now in harm's way. Putting your life at risk for our great nation Thank you all for our freedom. And to those that have fallen for the cause of freedom, we will never forget. For the police fighting crime and the firefighters fighting fires and the rest of the first responders out there, thanks to you all for keeping us safe and to everyone else out there Thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this podcast, and thanks for being here with us. You, people that we hear from all the time, from all over the world in every walk of life, thank you for joining us as we make our way through the world Trying to extract every drop of blood from this life by pushing forward every day with everything that we've got, all of us. And getting after it. So, until next time, this is Echo and Jocko.